BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. So I came across this. I thought it was interesting and revealing. And there, there is a tendency to simultaneously like lionize the past that everything was fine and great and better. And I wish we were in the past and, and also, uh, talk about how hard the, the present is and, and all. And, and a lot of it's just silly. It's, uh, you know, as insipid as the, uh, Barbara Streisand song was about memories and, you know, the, those too painful to remember, we simply choose to forget. There's a lot of that. Mm. There's a hazy glow around the past to a large extent. Anyway, uh, so these, uh, uh, this economics website came out and I think it was one of our uh, beloved listeners who alerted me to this. I don't recall specifically, but, um, 24 charts that show we're living better mostly than our parents. And the first one, which I've been just annoying Jack with is that we're eating much more fresh fruit. There's much more fresh Whatever. fruit available. Uh, oh, than- there's, okay. There's more available. I don't know if we're eating it. What well, we are eating it. Absolutely. Oh, the statistics are unmistakable. Now I have been harassing Jack and threatening him on behalf of his colon for decades now, because for the longest time you ate no fruit and vegetables. You only ate meat and potatoes, more or less, right? I have bananas. More or less. What do you mean used to? When did that change that I'm unaware well, of it? I, I uh maybe personal growth. Huh? I have a banana occasionally. <laughs> I never eat a vegetable. Wow. Anyway, uh, so uh, while there's been quite the decline in grapefruit and plums and prunes for some reason, and, and oranges, actually, well, a slight incre- well, decrease we, in the apples. We per, had a lot person. of canned fruit when I was a kid, but we were living in the yeah, middle of yeah. the country. and Yeah. yeah. But so a giant uh, increase in consumption of everything from lemons to strawberries and cherries and pineapples and limes and mangoes and blueberries. Consumption of fresh blueberries up 760%. I'll be darned. Since the late 80s. My kids definitely eat more fruit than I did. I don't know if it's because mm-hmm. they live around fruit or what, but yeah, we buy fruit at the grocery store all the time and they love it. Like, lo- Likewise. Like, like, they like it like it's a treat. 
Oh, yeah, that's great. That's good. Uh, likewise, uh, more vegetables. Not shockingly, I could list a bunch of vegetables, but you've probably heard of them, huh? <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> you've heard of them. I haven't eaten them. Although, I tell you what, the all-time king of increased consumption. You could probably guess it if I gave you enough time. Let me give you a hint. Shaped kind of like a weeble. Well, is that right? Well, it's shaped exactly like an avocado. I'll tell you that. <laughs> the, incre- <laughs> the consumption of avocados is uh, way, way higher than Okay, it was, but if, but your, point, if yeah. your overall point is that people are eating more fruits and vegetables so they're better off than their parents, that just defies logic as a point at all. There's no what? way we don't eat worse than we did in, uh, back in the 80s. We have to because we eat out all the time. We take in so much more fat and calories and grease and salt and everything like that. There's no way we're eating healthier now than we did before. No way. That's an interesting point. We are eating way more fresh fruit and vegetables. Sure, but... But the, I the, think they've substituted yeah. for canned or not eating them at all. Yeah, that's not going Along out. with fast food. You can eat some fruit and vegetables at home whenever, more than your parents did. That's not going to outweigh your Applebee's cheeseburger with fries. Now, the next couple of charts are likewise problematic, Jack, at the risk of sounding like some critical theory freaking lunatic. Here's another sign we're living way better than our parents or, <laughs> your or first back one in the was, 80s. Your first one was weak at best, but go on. No, you're an anti-fruitist. Everybody agrees with me. You're just you're an anti-fruit militant. Weirdo. Anyway, uh, number three, here's more proof. We have way cheaper hammers, ladders, TVs, and much more. Yeah, everything is cheaper because it's crappier. You, you have to buy ten of them throughout your lifetime instead of one because they fall apart. China! And even to the extent that that's not true, uh, for instance, you have uh, the, the change in hours you need to work to buy something. Oh, I don't doubt that. That's, that's is, is quite yeah. striking. Capitalism I mean, has been doing that since the beginning. Like a ladder is down a, by a quarter, semi-gloss paint a third, car battery is half as expensive as it was in terms of hours you need to work, hammers and digital clocks uh, up to TVs. A television takes 6% of the work time it used to take to buy. Yeah, I don't doubt that a bit. On the other hand, and this is why uh, reality is often more complex than statistics, Unfortunately, you used to work in an American factory making ladders and batteries and hammers and strollers and digital clocks and TVs, but those jobs are in China now. China! So, yeah, the stuff's cheap, but you're working at McDonald's. It is also crappy. Some of that stuff you were going to buy more than once where you wouldn't have in the past. But, Jack, we're just getting started. I've got cars and trucks for you. Yes, they're less expensive. Huh. Interesting. So cars are actually more affordable than they used to be. Now, these stats are not up to date for 2022, so Mm. a bit of a grain of salt needs to be applied. But as of last year, a Honda Accord, for instance, the average Honda Accord sold uh, was 15% less expensive in terms of the number of hours you'd have to work. Oh, based Uh, on the number of hours you'd have to work. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the price adjusted for inflation. Yeah, call it affordability. Yeah, and Um, and vehicles um, last a very long time now. That's an excellent point, too. Uh, Trucks are not less expensive. I'm sure you've noticed that, but they're way, way cooler and more powerful. Jeez. And just in terms of the price of vehicles, I was driving by a pot lot the other day, and, uh, you know, the kind of lot where they got the prices on the, you know, it's on a gravel lot, and they got the prices on the windshield. Shocking! Shocking! Shocking what they wanted for these used vehicles. 
I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah, yeah, I know it. Uh, fuel economy, by the way, uh, for cars, passenger cars, has about doubled since 1980. Uh, SUVs and vans um, has actually, uh, that's like quadrupled. It's lower than cars, obviously, but then pickup trucks has, has grown uh, quite a bit, too. I'm willing to grant you that vehicles are more affordable and better than they were previous generations, although not as cool. Yes, yeah. Michael. Didn't you buy a car for like $900 and drive it across the country and it barely made it home? You and a buddy? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, we each bought uh, Volkswagen Bugs. His didn't make it all the way back. I'd leave it alongside the road. 900 bucks. Wow. 900 bucks, you know, was a lot more back then. It was yeah. like $1,200 today. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, again, as a measure of life uh, being better or worse than back in the day, uh, the fatalities per 100 million vehicle miles traveled have gone from about 3.4 down to 1.3. Wow. So traffic fatalities way, way down, obviously. Uh, here's where it gets into some interesting stuff. Uh, they get into a series of graphs that show that households are spending less on food and clothing. Um, groceries, uh, housing has stayed remarkably flat with some blips up and down. But in terms of affordability, uh, housing has stayed remarkably stable, which I would not have have guessed. Uh, it just kind of rises along with wages. Uh, on the other hand, clothing is way down. That's because it's all Chinese junk. Yeah, it's all uh, crap. Groceries are down. That has to do with better, more efficient uh, transportation, especially in this hemisphere and globally. You can get strawberries from, you know, South America the next day mm. in a way you couldn't in the 80s, for instance. But one really interesting part of this graph is that uh, as a share of household spending devoted to basic needs, health care has gone from under 5% to about 16 or 17%. Wow. Yeah. Triple. Yeah. Part of that is, and you know what, honestly, if, if we were to get sacked tomorrow or I suddenly became wealthy somehow or other and could quit the job, I would like to really get hold of how screwed up the American healthcare system is and why and go around the country preaching about it. The problem is it's kind of complicated, but one big factor is the, the uh, medical colleges choke off the supply of doctors so that the doctors continue to make enough money to cover their giant inflatable, not inflatable, their inflated uh, uh, tuition bills, their their student debt. Mm. I, I have a friend who's a urologist, desperate to, to add people to his practice. That's a piss. Um, well said. Um, and, uh, and and they just can't find people. Well, you know, I, I generally uh, have hated the idea that we limit how many people can get into a profession. Um, but I'd never thought about from the paying off your bills standpoint. I mean, if, if the wages are low enough that there's no way you can afford to become a doctor, that'd be a problem. Well, yeah, but that's, we're, we're solving it on the wrong end in the wrong way. I mean, if people are dying by the hundreds of thousands of cancer because, you know, well, we can only permit a hundred new cancer doctors every year so they can pay their tuition. Oh, that's not a solution. That's not nope. even close to it a solution. It is not. It's, it's absolutely awful. Anyway, what time is it? Yeah, we probably got to wrap this up. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, you know, a lot of this, I'll, I'll summarize some of the, the rest of it. Um, oh, oh, that's right. One more thing. Well, my summary was going to be globalization has brought a lot of inexpensive goods from around the globe. It's also cost a hell of a lot of American jobs in a way that is, uh, 
you know, the, the fat cats would tell you, well, it's a, a rising tide lifts all ships. But, you know, so I've gone from a great factory the, job in, in America, Detroit to a guy who can afford a T-shirt at Walmart. Great. Yeah, that, that argument does not. You should never say an argument out loud in front of anybody. If you're at the top of the tide, the United States, you don't care about a rising tide lifting all ships. That's only right. bad. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Joe Getty. I got my The Armstrong and Getty Show. All of our business was forced to the drive through so we had a real pain point at the drive through pickup window. We took that idea and literally lifted all the operations of the kitchen up off the ground and made four or five lanes of traffic that go through it, and we serve walk-ups, we serve people on bikes, and we serve lanes of people through traffic. We think that contactless, frictionless experience is the wave of the future. It's called Taco Bell Defy. Yeah, Taco Bell Defy, and it doesn't matter. I've never eaten Taco Bell. It doesn't matter if you eat Taco Bell or not. Uh, It's just a new way to do drive-through and all kinds of different service with uh, faster, less touching everybody and like so many things out of the pandemic, it sped up things that were already going to happen. Like a lot of the remote working thing was probably going to happen. Not probably, definitely was going to happen eventually. Well, it got sped up and the whole robot this and, and, um, uh, computerized that got sped up at uh, restaurants and a lot of other places during the pandemic. Right. I, I would like to stand up and say this whole, I mean, the story is presented as if everybody wants contactless. They don't want a human being involved. I, I'm, I'm not going with that. I think we need more human contact, not less. I'm not afraid of getting the freaking COVID from the guy handing me my fake Mexican food. All um, right. I'm not going to pretend like that's all just okay. Well, I think what they don't want to say out loud is we don't want to have to hire difficult, sketchy people anymore in the modern work environment. So we're investing in this. That's well, the contactless from our end. We don't want to have to have a human being that contacts the customer. I think that's definitely part of it. Right. They're trying to present it as something you want, but it's right. indeed. And if only somebody had warned the low-level workers of America, oh, that's right, we did like 175 times. If you keep pushing for mandatory high wages for entry-level jobs, those jobs will go away. As uh, Tim Sandifer has pointed out, if you put a minimum wage of, say, $15 on being a fast food worker, which is uh, not demanding work intellectually. Okay, I'll just leave that there. (laughs) You have made it illegal for anybody to accept that job for $14 an hour. So somebody who could only bring $14 of value to that job is now forbidden by law from taking that job right and at mcdonald's i eat mcdonald's uh, the the new kiosks for your order there and all that sort of stuff you know they present it as it better for the customer but that's that's because they don't want to they don't want a big giant splashy announcement mcdonald's figures out ways to 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 not have to pay people mm-hmm. they don't want that to be the big story but that's what's happening like you just said uh what's it like to live in someone else's head i found this is kind of interesting actually i've heard that described as the most terrifying thing that could ever happen i actually brought this up to a neuroscientist the other day huh and since i was talking to a neuroscientist i asked that question i've always wondered if you were if you live if you could live in someone else's head for a while would you be amazed at how similar it was or would you be terrified at how different it was and she was 100% you'd be terrified by how different it was we all see so many things completely differently it would just be shocking so i don't know but anyway, listen to this. Urza Klein, who is uh, an opinion columnist 
for the New York Times. Uh, wrote this. Is this the way you think? Over the past few years, I've been asked one question more than any other. It comes up at speeches, at dinners, in conversation. It's the most popular query when I open my podcast to suggestions time and again. It comes in two forms. The first, should I have kids given the climate crisis they will face? And the second, should I have kids knowing they will contribute to the climate crisis the world faces? I think that kind of answers the question, because if I lived in his head or a lot of a bit, I'd be like, what what are you thinking about? Why are we thinking about this? That is the number one question you get. Everyone have more immediate concerns. <laughs> this is the number one question you get everywhere you go, every podcast, every column you write. The number one question you get by far is, should I have kids in the way they're going to cl- contribute to the climate crisis? Are you freaking kidding me? I've never spent one second of thinking about that in my life. Not a second. In answer to your question, no, you should not have kids because you're a dope and little dope junior will contribute to the stupid crisis. Never mind the climate. Don't have children. <clears throat> it finally happened. 104-year-old Bertha Comar's lifelong dream came true. Her lifelong dream of holding a penguin. I have not dreamed of holding a penguin for a single minute. <laughs> I'm thinking of it right now, and I'm not sure I want to. I would, given the opportunity, but I'm not sure it would even make the top five best things I did today list at the end of the day. I'd say, I mean, it's notable. I might mention it to Judy. Hey, honey, you know what happened at work today? A guy had a penguin, and I held the penguin for a minute. Notable for its its uniqueness, but yeah. But yeah. Not its transcendence or <laughs> joyfulness. <laughs> Uh, the 104-year-old Farmington, Connecticut resident was able to meet Mr. Red Green of the aquarium early. That's the name the of penguin's the penguin? name is Mr. Red Green. Okay. That's an odd name. Wouldn't you want to call it Frosty or Cat and No Fly or something? No, give it a name like that. What? Old, old Fish Breath. <laughs> 104 years, Jack. She's been dreaming of holding the penguin. She finally got it. Now I can die a happy woman. There's a uh, an organization called Twilight Wish Connecticut. Penguins for the that, old <laughs> is the name of the organization. That drives around with penguins badgering old people and asking them <laughs> if they'd like to hold on to it for a minute. No, it's, it's like the Make-A-Wish Foundation, but it, it grants wishes for, for old folks. Oh, that's cool. But it's, it's, it's a bucket list. Yeah. Fulfilling bucket list at the end. Bucket. You need a better bucket list if holding a penguin is on there. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing out. I haven't done it. I shouldn't. I shouldn't criticize if I haven't done it. Maybe all of the questions I have about life click into place <laughs> once I just hold that uh, betuxedoed bird and flightless bird in my hands. Exactly. It's all clear to me now. <laughs> Mind if I cuddle you a little longer? <laughs> Doesn't want to pet a lion or feed a peanut to an elephant. Want to hold a penguin. <laughs> Well, hell, I'm not 104. Maybe she's realized something that hasn't occurred to me because I'm still, you know, a youthful man in my 50s. Yeah, geez. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. But resist, we must. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Did anything hurt on you? Anything? I was literally saying, I'm sorry that it took so long to give you $10,000. Have I ever touched you in a bad way? Ever. Have I asked you every time if I could touch you? Every time. Sweetheart, look at me. You cannot talk to me that way and say things like that. Because I'm more respectful than anyone you've ever met. Okay, I'm so confused by this. I can't wait till oh, you fill Jack, in the gaps. Jack, Jack, It's one of the more stressful parts of being a Russian prostitute. When your high-dollar regular clients take too long to pay and you have to get tough on them. So, okay, so you're starting to give me some context. That That's Hunter Biden... Talking to a hooker, who's recording it? He is. He compulsively. Well, for one thing, he recorded all of his trysts with hookers, or at least a lot of them. Like video recording. Video recording, exactly. Because he wanted yeah, to this watch is them? audio from a video. Because he wanted to watch it back later, like porn of himself. Yeah. Yes. Is that a, what? It, what is? Is that a, got its own name? Watching porn of yourself. I do not want to watch myself doing that. Depends on the angle. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, God, that's just one of the things he did, but he, he'd keep rolling. You think you're overly focused on yourself in Zoom calls, you know, your business <laughs> meeting, just because, oh, my hair looks stupid, yeah. or I need to tan yeah. more, or lose a few pounds. I can't imagine seeing a naked me in a variety of... This is of- too tawdry. <laughs> oh, I would hate that. Don't. Please make him stop. Anyway, so here's what's going on, and this is something. 
And how old's B- B- Hunter in this scenario? Is this? Oh, uh, this. Well, this is um like three to four years ago. So this is dang near fifty. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. So President Joe Biden apparently unwittingly financed his son's participation in an escort ring tied to Russia, according to records from a copy of his uh, abandoned laptop. He spent over thirty thousand dollars on escorts, many of whom were linked to a dot ru Russian email address as a guy um, who's who, a good looking guy, you know, with money at one point. With all kinds of connections, <laughs> what do you, what do you, can't you get a girlfriend without doing that? Uh, Jack, that over $30,000 was in a four month span. Wow. So he's got some sort of addiction. He managed to do so in part thanks to Joe Biden committing to wiring him a total of $100,000 to help him pay his bills during a two month period. Dad, don't send your kid a hundred K over 60 days. When you know they got drug problems. Oh my God. Poor dad. I mean, that's, you know, lots of people do that. And I, you know, I hope I'm never in that situation. It's easier said than done when you're not, you know, watching your, your kids suffer. But oh my God. In one instance, Joe Biden wired his son $5,000 while he was actively engaged with one of the prostitutes. In another, texts indicate Hunter Biden convinced his father to wire him $20,000 to finance his stay at a New York City drug rehab program that he never checked into. But I, I don't want to miss out on this. So when he said, you don't get to talk to me like that. So the, what did the Russian hooker say to him? Uh, she's trying uh, to get her money out of him? Yeah. Don't make yeah, a fool um, of me, man. Don't make a fool of me. Actually, he kind of explains that in the, the next part. But uh, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, he's taking too long to pay. He's asking for too much credit. And he's going with the the classic drug addict loser <laughs> spendthrift. The, I'm a good person. How dare you talk to me that way? I've always your, paid you. Your life is a complete freaking train wreck. Give me your money. Well, thanks to some banking laws, which I don't appreciate. Yeah, he was having trouble moving enough money to pay his uh, high-dollar Russian hookers. He disclosed in text messages with a woman named Eva, who was his go-between with this modeling agency, that his accounts were temporarily frozen at one point because of his attempted payments to her girls with Russian email accounts were too much of a red flag for his bank. So they froze all of his accounts. Uh, let's see. The report said Hunter sent thousands of dollars to people either involved, uh, well, blah, blah, blah. Hookers. That's, that's, short. Qu- that's quite the lifestyle he had. Oh, and then the part where he's hitting up his sister, I guess it is, for chump change because he spent all of his money on hookers? Oh, he needed that's ridiculous. He needed money for lunch after all the money people had been giving him. That is so weak. I can't believe they didn't just hang up on him at that point. Yeah, he literally did not have $10 on him. Here's an exchange between his sister-in-law, Hallie Biden, and him. So, again, this is his sister-in-law. Uh, da, da, da. Some, of there's, and some of this is typos because he's a junkie. <laughs> but I make something to go skiing, and I literally don't have a dime, and I need to rent skis. So could you please call me? I'll pay you back at the end of the day. Before you even go any farther than that, what would your reaction be if you're... 40-something brother hit you with that text or phone brother-in-law. call. Brother-in-law. What would you... Which I'm, is I, worse. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if I would respond. Well, she didn't. You, so you literally I'm, don't have a dime. Sorry to hear that. What's that got to do with me? Figure out your life. Good Lord. 
So anyway, if she doesn't respond, he sends her a link yeah, to a tune that's what on I iTunes. Do. That's exactly what I would do, too, is not respond. Well, and then uh, 30 seconds later, he texts, why are you so cold to me? She responds, I love you. I'm always here for you. Please, let's be kind and understanding of each other. He responds, please send me another $100. Lift ticket and rental is 145 which would then leave me with just enough to buy lunch. I'll pay you back by the end of the day. <laughs> what? You, you oh opened a card. You opened a card on my account without asking me, Hunter. Oh, jeez. Yeah, well, well, see, you throw in that. You throw in that part that he opened a credit card with the name. I wouldn't even respond. You're done. Well, listen to this. They sent me a offer, a-hole. He responds, it doesn't affect you in any way. I paid over $525,000 of just your Amex bills last year, and I have receipts for a $200,000 wire to you on August 17th and receipt of a completed $60,000 wire to rehab for you aged the first failed. No, that didn't make sense. I don't know what he's talking about. I paid every cent I've ever owed you. You're so wrong. And F you, I pay your sister's rent and expenses for three years so you don't have to, so your parents don't. And I'm sitting in the lodge while everyone skis because you can't lend me 200 bucks. And by the way, again, you, I guess, asked. Every cent you have today came directly from what I gave up. Mean, mean, mean. She responds, I will not talk to you like this anymore. If you want to talk to me again, have Keith call me. That puts the pathos back in pathetic. I'm sitting here while everybody skis. That's the most embarrassing complaint I've ever heard out of a man. Hunter, you're a loser. A middle-aged man. Yeah. I'm sitting here while everybody skis. Oh, my God. That's your problem. You that, that's As you sit there, right there in your life, you see that as the problem you've got. That other people are skiing while you just sit there. You have mounds of problems to deal right. with. No oh, kidding. my God. So here's why some of it's more significant. Um, a former federal prosecutor, Andy McCarthy, made the comment to the Washington Examiner, quote, we can all sympathize with Biden's love, Joe Biden's love for his troubled son, yeah. while recognizing that he was shoveling prodigious sums of money to Hunter Biden when the neon lights were flashing, that Hunter was compromised and using the money to become ever more compromised with Russia, of all places. Joe Biden is a textbook example of why applicants with family members who maintain shady ties with foreign actors, particularly those connected to authoritarian anti-American regimes with highly capable intelligence services, get rejected when applying for security clearance. And it's funny, I hadn't thought of it in that way because I have been interviewed a couple of times or had to submit information as uh, people close to me have been uh, given high-level security clearances. And um, if I was highly compromised with Russian prostitutes, don't you think that might have, like, caused an issue? That's something. Yeah, um, you would think so. I would tell you this, you know, judging by the money that we're shoveling toward Ukraine, uh, Joe Biden is not being controlled by the Russians. Uh, so we don't have to worry about that so much. Um uh, unless I'm missing something, but uh, they mentioned Hunter Biden appeared broke for much of the time between November 2018 and March 2019. He owed uh, $37,000 a month in alimony, was being hounded by his ex-wife to resolve a $112,000 IRS tax lien. He was paying 37000 a month in alimony? Yes. So wh- what kind of salary do you have to have to get hit with that? Oh, my ah, God. You're one step ahead of me. I'll get there. Uh, and he was in and out of costly rehab programs to te- treat his addiction to crack cocaine when he actually checked in, because sometimes he'd just take the money his relatives gave him and spend it on more crack. But 
The $41,500 Hunter received each month for his work as a director for the Ukrainian gas company Burisma was not enough to cover his obligations. One of his personal bank accounts posted negative balances during this period. He had insufficient funds to make payments on his Porsche. He had accumulated over $800,000 in unpaid bills. Way to drive a Porsche while you're begging family members for enough money to eat lunch. Hunter, you're a loser. You are a loser. (laughs) Hunter, you are among the biggest losers I've ever heard of. And they have more texts where he's hitting up family and friends uh, to afford a cab ride. I'll tell you, I, I have so little respect for the I have a really cool car, but no money crowd. Uh, mm. You get you get nothing from me. Yeah, you get nothing from me. So meanwhile, he's hitting up his father to uh, wire him tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the old man comes through for him. And during, you know, the same general time span, not in those three months, but very close to it, he's jetting around back and forth like to China. That was a little that was a few years earlier, closing these zillion dollar deals because he's the guy to call when China wants to invest billions of dollars. I mean, you talk about compromised. Just you know, unbelievable. You never know how your kids are going to turn out. Drugs are a horrible thing. Once you start down that path, anybody can end up in a really bad situation, blah, blah, blah. And that is all true. But uh, the fact that Joe Biden still says things like Hunter is the smartest person I've ever known. That's ah, a weird thing to do. Yeah. Or he's my number one, you know, advisor or confidant or whatever. All right. The guy's hit- call, calling your uh, daughter-in-law bad names because she won't front him even more money so he can eat lunch. Yeah, while Hunter, he, you're a loser. While he drives a Porsche around. Well, now, uh, allegedly he's clean now. And if that's true, if he's sober now and, and working hard to maintain it, you know, I, I wish him nothing but luck. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, no I've, I've known many people who cleaned up. And he may look back on this stuff with every bit as much disgust as we do. He may. Well, here's a good advertisement for drug addiction. This is from his memoir, Beautiful Things. I exchanged L.A.'s $400 a night bungalows and their endless parade of blingy degenerates for the underbelly of Connecticut's $59 a night motels and dealers, hookers, and hardcore addicts like me who favored them. I might actually read his memoir. That's something, though. What The other end of it, the way the family members continued to... Uh to prop up his lifestyle. It's you know, amazing. I think I think I get that. It's like we learned during the giant college admission scandal that it's a status thing entirely. Mm. These people don't care that their kids in Georgetown or Harvard. They just have to be able to say it, so they bribe whatever whoever it takes to to get them in there. Um the Biden family couldn't let Hunter be seen as less than a high-flying corporate lawyer jet setter winner. Because it was bad for the family image, bad for the family business. You don't bingo. Want, you don't want. <laughs> you don't want him driving a crappy car and all that sort of stuff because that wouldn't be cool for the yeah for the whole thing. Well, and it might be tough to explain why is this guy getting hundreds of thousands of dollars like a month from a Ukrainian oil company and millions and millions of dollars from a Chinese investment firm? He's a junkie. Armstrong and Getty.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I forewarned you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Are Skittles unfit for human consumption? We will get to that story coming up. Certainly for adult consumption. Not sure I've ever enjoyed a Skittle. I have Skittled um, on occasion, but it's been decades. Smaller it's than M&M? candy. Uh, it's roughly the same size. Okay. I think, as I recall. But not chocolate yeah. on the inside of my... No, no sir. Fruit flavored. Yeah. I don't, I don't well, need, I don't need a... unquote fruit flavored. I don't need a smaller fruit flavored M&M, thank you. I read a study when... I, it's not like an M&M, it's chewy. Again, you child. You child. Uh, I read a study years and years ago. I think I was probably a teenager. You know what's um, chewy? Proust. That's chewy. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, so where was I? Ah, yes. Uh, years and years ago, I think I was a teenager, I read a study in which scientists presented people with 
uh, various flavored, uh, I think it was uh, lollipops. Perhaps you call them suckers. Um, <laughs> I do, actually, yes. I know. I find that term coarse and, uh, and lowbrow. You find sucker coarse? Yes. Yeah, huh. coarse and lowbrow. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Those are our original air names, coarse and lowbrow. <laughs> we'll let you guess who is who, you idiot. <laughs> anyway, um, but they uh, they had various flavored lollipops. Um, you know, lime, lemon, orange, grape, and people uh, tasted them and said, "Yep, sure enough, that's lime, that's lemon, etc." But if they and this is quite easy to do in the confectionery business, they changed the colors of them, and people uniformly got the flavor wrong. The flavor was the color. You give them a lime one that's purple, they say it's grape. And so what's the ultimate point here? People I think stupid. part of the point is that <laughs> candy so-called fruit flavors don't taste freaking anything like the fruit. N- not at all. Well, I was just thinking as you were talking about that, so many of the flavors that I have in my mind around that, they're completely separate in my mind, even though they're the same word. I know what a cherry tastes like pulled off of a cherry tree. But that's yeah. not the flavor I expect if I'm having a cherry flavored sucker or, you know, uh, I, the, the frozen thing, like a otter popsicle. An otter pop. Yeah. Same with, uh, you know, all the other fruits. Blueberry. I know what a blueberry tastes like, an actual blueberry, but that's not the flavor I'm expecting if I have a blueberry flavored otter pop, which is funny. I've got a different category for that word in my head. If it's a candy of some sort. Well, right. Same word. Yeah. And and you'd think same concept. Very similar. Now, I call them popsicles. Do you call them oral ice or anything like that with your coarse terms? <laughs> I'm curious. Fellatio nuggets or something? What do you, oh, is that what you call Lord. them? No. Uh, all right. <laughs> favorite, favorite allegedly fruit-flavored candy as a kid. Candy. Oh my God. I don't know. I've never. I can taste it, but I'm not sure I can come up with it. I've the name. never been fruit flavor guy. I mean, like, I like, oh. uh, um, I like Pop Tarts, and they're usually like cherry or apple or something, but I don't, That's I'm not, not a, a fruit flavored It's practically candy a candy. Yeah, it you is. know what's funny? I'll tell you how my brain works. Um, I can picture the candy I was going to mention. Um, I can taste it. I can feel the texture of it, but I couldn't remember the name. And all my brain was telling me is it's also an insult, the name of the candy. <laughs> then it weird. came up to me, Chuckles. <laughs> oh, Listen, Chucklehead. Man, I love Chuckles. After a candy game, that was always my candy of choice, Chuckles. And, and candy has never really been Did my I thing. say after a hockey game or a candy game? You said a candy game. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I have the COVID. After a hockey game. I've never really been into candy that's not chocolate. And I've never mm-hmm. even... I, like, I, I really enjoyed as a kid a ho-ho or a... You know, that sort of stuff. You never ate oh, Starburst? Yeah. No. God. I didn't like him as a kid. Can't imagine oh. him as a dog. Just like, Jolly Rancher? No. I just have never That's been interesting because that you are a somewhat jolly. You're more a surly rancher, but you're an occasionally jolly rancher. It's funny you wouldn't <laughs> enjoy those. <laughs> yeah, Boy, talking about the flavor has nothing to do. How about watermelon flavor with candies? It doesn't taste like anything, much <laughs> less watermelon. <laughs> right. Again, so it's kind of funny that in my brain... I have, for the same word, two categories. Eating a yeah. watermelon, which is not even in the same ballpark as like a no. watermelon-flavored Jolly Rancher. Right. No relationship. Yeah. All right. Favorite uh, oral ice, then. Popsicle. I think, authentically, going back to my youth, i got to go the fudgicle. No drumsticks? You don't like your, 
The drumsticks, uh, you didn't like those? From a turkey, or you mean the ice cream? The ice cream. Or the implement used to make a sound with a drum. On a snare. No, the, the, it's, a, it's a fine uh, 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 ice cream cone. They had those at my school when I was mm. growing up. Yep. Part of the reason I uh, exceeded the normal weight for a child. <laughs> <laughs> I was a sucker. A sucker for the that's treats. Why, that's why you wore the husky-sized Kmart jeans. I did indeed. <laughs> Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.